friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks. Because Because duality duality is a thing. Yizzo! Beautiful. Peace, queen. Peace. How you doing? How are you? I'm okay. How are you? What's going on? Nothing. I saved this update for the next episode, but I am having, I'm having some, my body is betraying me (laughs) Mm. or I betrayed it and now she's acting out, but I'm having more of those neck issues that come with muscle spasms and I can't really, it hurts to like move, to do anything. I have been laying in bed for the last two days. You took off today then? No, I worked. Oh. But um, I just had the computer up like this while I laid. But I put uh, one of my dumbbells in the bed with me so that I can lay like my sh- in between my shoulder blade. You know that muscle that's like right in between your shoulder blade and your spine? Mm-hmm. So I can just rock on that. And it still is like this. I'm on muscle relaxants. So it flared up last week, and here we are. It's it, then it really flared up. So I even went to a chiropractor because I've been putting that off, and I got sad news there. But I'll save that for the next episode. It just made me, ugh, it wasn't what I wanted to hear at all. So whatever. This is the Christmas episode, holiday cheer. Um, I'm the Grinch, though. I did not buy one present. Because why? For? Did you go all out last year? Or the year before? I mean, usually I always get my mom. I mean, I'm going to. But I usually get my mom's stuff. My sister and I exchanged the gifts. She got me a cute, she got me a couple of really cute things. I really appreciated it. And she's she used to be such a bad gift giver. And she's so good now. Guess she pays attention. I think she realized she was a bad gift giver. And so she was like, let me actually pay attention to what this bitch actually likes and says she likes. But I got nice gifts. Um, But we gave each other the same thing, like these retinol pads that we both use. We're so annoying. But I didn't get my mother anything, and I think that's giving me such anxiety. So I have to get that done. I just, it crept up on me, and I didn't get it done. It's hell out there, girl. Give her well, a card I, or something. Well, I can't do anything now. I'm like, if this doesn't get better, then I'm not about to be walking around in stores. Would she go to Philly for a massage? What? Would she drive to Philly for a really good massage? Who is she? Your mom. Would she drive to Philly? What do you Would mean? Would your mom drive to Philly Oh, for you mean because really she lives massage? in Plymouth Meeting. I'm like, she's yeah. there. What the fuck are you no, talking about? your mom about? don't live in Philly. <laughs> She lives in the suburbs. She lives in right by the mall. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Why? There's a really, really nice spa. Really, really nice. And she does really She wouldn't want to do that without us, though. Well, she maybe would she say, should. Oh, I, you're not going to go? That's what no. she said. I, I would like it better nice. if you Mom, this is just for you when you need it to get away and relax. Because the I'm, woman does really good work. It's really nice. It's really cute. And you ain't got to physically buy it and hand it to her. You just be like, here's a gift certificate to... Yeah, I'm going to give a shout out to them. I, Formation Spa. For, if y'all in Philly, Formation Spa. They got to pay. She um, deserves it. They, um, my mom, that every time she's gotten a massage, she said that it hurt. And she hasn't she's liked like it. my mom. She's I don't, like, I don't, I don't, I don't like the way they touch me. I'm like, bitch. Yeah, so I think I'm going to get her a lot of years. practical things like all the little potions and things she uses. There's lipstick that I put on every time, and she goes, I think that will look good on me. So that's my hint there. Like makeup wipes, because she always used, she just stole my whole pack of makeup wipes when we were away. Just stuff that I know she will use every day, that's like awful. a nice gift box that's of like all the things her magnesium, her vitamin C. That's sweet. So I don't know. And then, of course, something else. I just don't know. Some kind of real present. I didn't get my dad. I didn't get anybody anything. So, oh, I got her husband something. Got her husband a gift card. Have you heard of, look, more free advertising? I can't remember what it's called. It's some farm-to-table restaurant. Looks very white. In Urban Jansen. Farmers. Jansen in, in Mount Airy. Mm-mm. It looks just looks like a house, and they're only open, like, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, Sunday. Mm-mm. So I found that and got them a gift card there. It's nice. It's like $30, $40 plates, stuff oh. like that. So we'll see if they enjoy that. But yeah. Um, and then I guess the nice update is that I saw my family in Pittsburgh. If anybody Y'all was living it up. follows me, I was posting... My my white family who was just so I I was watching them, and I just remember because you got to realize, oh man, I'm not that close to my dad's side of the family at all, and so my my white side is where all my tradition comes from. So in terms of getting together, in terms of being super overdressed as kids and running around and putting runs in our stockings and taking pictures. Everybody takes a picture with grandma, every single family. And then we all go over somebody's house and eat more food. It's just like, I, I was watching them and thinking, like I'm at that age now where I don't have a kid, so it's, it's not as fun. It's like adult and you're just waiting around to eat and like catching up with people. But I was watching the kids and thinking, they're going to remember this for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And then watching my cousins, who basically they all have kids, who and thinking like, wow, I remember running around with them, playing and just mm-hmm. having so much fun with like, there was this dog that my godmom had and that Max was always there. And then it was just, I was, I hadn't been there for a while too, because I had, I kept I was always traveling during that time. So it was just interesting to see. That's and nice. my family is huge. Like we have we're so I'm big, we have to rent a hall. 
we have to rent a hall in order to fit us all in there because we I can't just saw fit your uncle up. was turned up. I don't know who it was. Who? I don't know, but you would some some guy was turned up. There was an Eminem That's my cousin. guy. Oh, my cousin is the one that I looked like Eminem. Like, look at Eminem over there. There was one, no, but then there was another guy. Maybe he was your cousin too. I I just aged him, but he he wasn't your uncle. But he was like he could have brown hair, brown he hair. Was turning up. Oh, who was know. taking shots? Yeah, yeah. That's my uncle yeah. Carl. My uncle Carl. Yeah, yeah. My uncle Carl used to be on the pole, child. What? <laughs> you heard Al? You heard me? On the pole, like physical, like a dancer. Yeah, my uncle Carl was. Fine as a yuckin. Like he was like a gigolo. He was like a like a, a Chippendale. Yeah, for a little while. For a little while. I never I remember when Get I first heard that. I was like, pole. for real? Yeah, baby. Uncle Carl was out here. Like dun 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 dun. Um what what <laughs> she said That's how I imagine him moving. Um <laughs> it was it was just really nice. It was a little covety. I kept my mask on. I knew my mom was going to take her mask off because she's just annoying. But we took tests before we came. And, you know, there's always family drama. So it's hilarious to listen to that and see how all the siblings interact, even though they just told each other to fuck off on text. Like, it's just so funny to see people just ignore it and be like, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. It's just like... (laughs) comedy at that family but yeah it was super catholic before we ate all the kids got up and said the um the the blessing bless us oh lord for these thy gifts which you're about to receive like they just did the whole little thing it was it was sweet it was really sweet but i i I have i have one cousin and i have to say if i ever had children my cousin christy her family is the most loving bright, beautiful, supportive, mm. and safe haven of a family oh, that I have what a ever seen. Though she's got three boys and one girl, young girl, and then a husband, and they were all playing around, all running around playing, and, and her husband's a, like, I think he's a principal at a school, super sweet guy, and he noticed that all the kids were occupied, and he takes her hand before anybody was dancing because of course there was a DJ and then he starts slow dancing with with her and the song was a fast song but he didn't care he just wanted to slow dance with his wife and the kids are like mom dad ew like it's so cute and then the one boy goes that's a good thing that they like each other like it it was so sweet (laughs) it was so sweet And, and and that's the family that anytime you have a birthday or anything going on in your life my cousin sits all the kids down and they all make a video and they all either sing happy birthday to you, make you a sign, or they congratulate you on your job. Or like, And there's so many of us, Shanti. She's there's, older or your, your she's, age? She's our oldest um, female cousin. She's probably like 41. She actually, oh, okay. the last time I saw her, she was pregnant with her little one, or 42. And she doesn't look it, though. And... Um, it was an accident baby. And she was like, mm. I can't believe I'm 40 and having another one of these. But she finally got her girl. 
So it was super sweet. And they're just they gave me hope for the future. They really did. Shout do. out to the white. That's that's the family that that the little boy kept running around saying he's Black Panther. He's obsessed oh. with Black Panther. And they had to sit him down and tell him that Black Panther died and he did not handle it well. Oh no. Oh my god, he didn't handle it well at all I heard. So they're just really inspiring. I love that family. So it was just a treat to be around them. Shout out to them. That's all. Speaking of Marvel movies, Jolie and I went to see Spider-Man. Do not ruin it. I recommend for folks. I just, again, I, I don't know if I told you. I think I told you this, but I was not one for the Marvel, you know, comic stuff. I can't keep up with everything, but I love me a Spider-Man movie. Into the Spider-Verse is my favorite, but I really love Tom Holland. As Spider-Man. He's the best Spider-Man, like human Spider-Man. So good. He's really good. So good. So good. Um, So we did that. I heard you cry. Is that true? Somebody told me they wept. I didn't weep, but I dropped a couple tears. There's there's many times where you, you, there is twice where you could be like, oh man. Oh man. Oh man. You saw Uh, it in the theater. Did you feel safe? Yeah, I didn't feel unsafe. I didn't. I didn't feel anything. Anything. I normally feel numb, so this didn't <laughs> spark anything. Like but I'm, I'm getting ready for Christmas as well. Of similar to you, feeling less. And this is. I felt bad because I didn't do a Christmas tree because you just talked about tradition and like kids being excited. And last year, Joe and I put. Oh my God! Last year, Jolie and I put up a Christmas tree, but. This year, I didn't do it. Um, just been super busy. But I did get some gifts for her that I think she's going to be excited about. And, yeah, she's actually going to be away. She's going to go away. So I'll have my gift of having some alone time, some solitary time. Um Things are just going to change for the new year. And I guess we'll talk about that next episode. But things are definitely changing. Folks are upset about Omicron, scared about it. It's it's here. I know so many people, more than the past two years, um, I know more people that have contracted it. So... Contracted Everyone's Omicron okay. or contracted COVID. Corona. I don't know. I don't know if they have Omicron or not, but I, I would imagine it's Omicron um, that they contracted. But it's just, it's just been, it's it's a thing now. Um, and you're right. I think I'm becoming more and more aware of this, as similar to last year of like, all right, you can't just be going out anytime, anywhere with you know, anybody. So Biden, that goes into politics. Biden addressed the nation and, you know, again, reiterated the importance of being vaccinated. Um, That will lower your chances of getting sick and severely, well, rather, yeah, getting severely ill, being hospitalized or dying. Um, He did advise people not to panic and I feel like a lot of people are panicking and slowing down their normal social soirees. Are you feeling that way, Internet? Like, 
as a vaccinated, fully vaccinated person, do you feel like, they, oh, because of this one? not consider me as fully vaccinated. I've heard some lingo where if you don't have your booster, they're starting to say you're not fully vaccinated now, even though I'm still technically legally fully exact vaccinated. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling like, oh, shit, are we about to be isolated like crazy again? Definitely seeing it in New York. Um, seeing what? The change in people being out or the Well, just when I... I haven't been out, but when I came home, I saw the lines for COVID tests. And, and they, you know, it was going to be like that anyway because of people traveling home for work. I mean, for the holidays, but... I don't know. I feel, I don't know. I, Omicron, Omarion is like, a, it's not necessarily killing folks and sending folks to the hospital as much. So that's one, uh, I can't even think because it's pain. I'm so sorry. That's one, um, what's it called? Mm, not even a. Pro, just one. It's, yeah, it's just something less to be terrified right. of or concerned about. Because it's not a pro. It's still, it's still. I saw a statistic that said one in every one hundred Americans over the age of sixty-five has died from COVID, which is insane. But, um, yeah, I don't know how to feel about it. I think that I'm gonna be distanced a bit. I, I'm even like a little weary of getting together with you girls. In all honesty. Um, just because we all have our own lives, we'll, we'll have all had been around people for Christmas and then we're going to come together. It's like, uh, I don't know. So I don't know. It's just scary. It's just scary. I don't know. I, I don't testing, know. Testing. Well, I think we the, so many other countries push the vaccination as well as testing as at in equal measures. Um, and now we just don't even have the test that we need because that would be helpful if everybody, you know, tested beforehand. Because I know when I had COVID, that test came right up positive. It was it was just like, psh, girl. Yeah, it happens but when you have it. It comes back quick. It comes back. It's, it's no, psh, psh, yeah. But I'm I'm um. They're so hard to get now. Yeah, they just don't. The, they haven't been manufacturing them in the same way, or like making them free. It's just so many things that it's like. I think we thought that we were out of the woods a little bit, and we're not, obviously. But I, I also, I also saw that um, South Africa was saying, and that's the first place they reported the Omicron, Omicron uh, stra- strain. And they were saying that they've reached like their peak of it and like they're coming down from it. So a lot of people are learning from what happened over there, et cetera, et cetera. And again, not they have not as many people, it's not as deadly rather as the Delta variant and these other things. But there's so much data that just they're still trying to figure out. I saw something that said if you had a breakthrough case um, of COVID, which means if you were fully vaccinated and still got COVID, then you might have like an even stronger immunity. And then I've had, I, and I posted that and was like, oh God, please let this be true. And I had like four people text me and say, girl, like my friend is on their uh third time of having COVID and they're fully vaccinated, but they're asymptomatic or whatever. So it seems like if you're fully vaccinated, 
you're asymptomatic, which is almost a little more dangerous for the unvaccinated because now you have a situation where fully vaccinated folks might not have any symptoms and they're just roaming around free and kind of getting these passes to do that of like, yeah, you can come in this building, which I get. I'm not against that, but you have to be so cognizant, I feel, if you are not vaccinated because it's still killing and folks. If you're vaccinated, and if you're vaccinated. Not, not every vaccinated person who contracts it again is asymptomatic. They be... Exactly, but I'm saying that there's so FD. many asymptomatic fully vaccinated people and we're becoming super spreaders because we're not considering the other folks who the children who can't get vaccinated yet because not every child can the you know like there's there's so many other other things to consider so we just all need to be cautious um i don't know i i did see though that the first covid pill was approved by the fda and it's made by pfizer and this is a pill that you would take if you are if you are or are not fully vaccinated but you have covid and you are experiencing symptoms of covid you can take this pill and it's supposed to help you avoid hospitalization and it's supposed to become available next month i wonder what the active thing of what the science of that is that's wild yeah interessante so just to ha- we didn't let everybody know you know, this is a holiday week. Christmas is right around the corner. So this is a shorter um, episode. We're not going into the thick of things. So don't be alarmed by our abrupt breaks or rather our short transitions. Um, Antoinette's neck hurts and that's a holiday. So here we are. Yeah, we said, though, that we were going to be... Um, we also announced maybe two weeks ago or last week, that we would be taking a break for the first week of January for ourselves. Um, So that is a great time for you to catch up on old episodes if you are new to the podcast. Um, But yeah, this is going to be an abbreviated episode, not as long, no pop culture. We're not going into all the things, but we do have a main topic and we do have a voicemail and some patrons to shout out. So before we take a break... I would like to just shout out the new patrons. We have um, Tisha H, Catherine J, Aza, Vicky, Danielle D, and a big shout out to Barry T. Barry T. He has been oh. a supporter for a minute. Barry. And he, he's been editing his pledge to be like more and more every week. And he's like edited it to be more than what we've even suggested so big shout out to the homie Barry T who is tricking on us. <laughs> we see you. <laughs> we appreciate you. We are you. Barry. Barry needs to call. Has Barry ever called? Do we know? I don't think I so. Don't, I don't remember, but Barry. Um, Barry needs to hit us up. I want to hear from Barry. I want to know why. Why he bangs with us so much, so hard. I'm not questioning. I just want to know. I just want to know his point of view. Anyway, we also have a voicemail. So let us... Barry, you know why Barry did? Barry listened to that shit where we told him how to talk to his partner a bit. And Barry's been living... We told Barry to tell his partner to take a deep breath. (laughs) Whatever the hell we said. I can't remember. But Barry be listening to us. (laughs) 
How Barry, to talk. Barry, you need to take a deep breath as well. You take it together, King. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's play this voicemail. And go. Hey, y'all. So this is Janelle. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. And um, I hope y'all didn't hear that. That was my phone. Anyway, I was calling because I've been listening for a long time. I love the show. I love you both um, individually, but a lot. <laughs> like, I really see myself in both y'all. Uh, but, Antoinette, we got to talk because you going on and on and on about The View. And, girl, I'm watching it right now, and it is not it. Like, no, girl, it feels very scripted. It feels like they don't like each other. It feels like this Sex in the City reboot. Like, they're just too old for me now. Um, when they're not talking politics, it feels forced. And I don't know why, and I don't like it. So um, I just had to let you know, like, I'm turning this off. I can't. It's 11.15 here, and I cannot watch any more of it because, it just doesn't feel genuine. But it got me thinking, like, yeah, sure, there's, what, the real. Um, and remember when Kiki Palmer had a show back in the day? I think it was on BET. But I feel like we need something like that now, like more of our sound. Like, I am such a fan of podcasts. I rarely ever turn on my TV unless I feel like watching a podcast um, on YouTube or something like that. But, like, we need a talk show. We need one, our age, our perspective, um, our viewpoint. So, yeah, um, the view, um, no, ma'am, we need you to turn the channel, please. Okay, I love you guys. This is my first time leaving a message, but, yes, that's it. Bye. First of all, <laughs> first of all, I agree. Not with the ageist comment. That was ageist, no ageism, but... Them bitches is old. They not all old. They got the one lady with the swoop. Remember when I was showing you her swoop when you were mm-hmm. over here? Mm, yes. Oh. Name? She had the... View host. First, I feather. love, I love the view. I know what you mean, though. Um, I think part of it is because Whippy drives the conversation, and Whippy... Whoopi seems to be over it. She called her Whippy. I did. Twice. <laughs> Twice. I said, y'all, I am on pain. I'm in so much. I'm struggling. Whoopi called. Uh, she steers the conversation. And Whoopi is just like so. She just that old ass grandma that doesn't. If she's not interested in something, then she's going to make it really clear she's not. And it just sets the tone. I also think that we're missing that voice of dissent. They've been having a lot of um, co-hosts on that are, are they're obviously auditioning for Meghan McCain's spot. But Meghan McCain was so opposite of the other hosts that it created really interesting and sometimes problematic television. And I, it, you know, I think that that's, part of why Shanti and I work because we often don't agree, um, but we're able to talk about it in a way that is still respectful, I hope. Uh, But yeah, you have like Joy Behar, you know where she's coming from. She just is anti-Trump, hates his guts. I love her. She is, she calls these Republicans out. She 
doesn't bite her tongue at all. And she has like odd one-off jokes that are sometimes really inappropriate, <laughs> but we forgive her for it. You have Whoopi who just doesn't give a fuck. You have Sonny Hostins who is that middle of the road, incredibly intelligent, kind of liberal, but kind of conservative where she's one where she is pro-life, but she's pro-choice. So she would never have an abortion, but she's like, that doesn't mean that, you know, if I don't want, if I don't want to have an abortion, it doesn't mean that I can tell other people what they should do with their bodies, right? Super Catholic and incredibly jealous woman when it comes to her husband. Then you have Sarah Haynes, who's just, she doesn't want to rock the boat. She's a sweetheart. She's the young one. And you're missing that person who really rocks the boat. Now, Anna Navarro, I love her, but she often... Are you going to go through all the cast members? I I love her, but she often... um, She's a Republican, and she's been a Republican her whole life, but she agrees with the women and you need someone who disagrees. You need that person. I don't think we needed Megan because Megan just got wildly disrespectful by the end of it all. But you need somebody to come in there and and fill that seat and you know, show us what the Fox News folks are are talking about. It's just it's just all too agreeable. And I can see how it can feel scripted now because yeah. But I think she was speaking to it didn't feel like something we like our demographic representative of our demographic. But you don't yeah, know the I heard white you. woman. I get it. I get it. But th- this speaks to my soul for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know you don't know that for the some middle aged democratic white I, woman inside it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that y'all don't understand who I am on the inside. <laughs> and it is someone who sits down and at eleven o'clock at night might have a piece of an edible and I watch the view and it makes me very happy, but I get it. Whenever we have those talk shows though, it usually turns into pop culture and it's like a Wendy Williams show or that kind of thing where you're just talking about gossip. I would love to see um, maybe Amanda Seals, Angela Mm -hmm. Rye, Mm -hmm. and then some other dissenting voice come on there and talk their shit. Maybe they bring Don Lemon on. Or uh, Van Lathan, Van, is Van, not Stan Lathan. Is that his name? What's his name? Van Jones. Van, Van Lathan. Jones. I hate myself. Van What's the black girl Jones. that hates black people? Oh, not her. What's her name? She just uh-huh. had an interview with them. Um, there's so many. She just had an interview with Trump. Candace. Candace. Owens. Owens. Trash it. No, they could so never crazy. be. They would fight. It would be like, it would be a VH1 special of them just brawling. <laughs> Because Angela Ryan with the shits. But I I would really like to see that. We've had something kind of... They just don't have the right spot, like platforms. We You had Mark Lamont Hill and Gia Peppers doing their thing for a while. I don't know what happened to that show. I think that was... They on- had a show together? Yeah. What an interesting duo. I would never think to put them together. Well, they did interesting. it. Interesting. But um, yeah, I agree. It won't be us though, because child, we can't mm-hmm. even. I'm still calling them. I'm called that man Van Lathan. Called a whippy. You can be on live <laughs> TV how, calling bitch. I call her whippy. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh God. All right. Well, mm, 
Let's take a break. <laughs> Shanti, can you take us out? After these messages, we'll be right back. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Edu slash podcast. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. And we are back. And on my birthday, December 15th, we lost a giant. We lost a woman that taught us how to get big and get soft and get close. And be honest, she gave us vocabulary that I think we're still unpacking to this day. She wrote, was a prolific writer, wrote over 20, over 25 books in her lifetime. And the first time I was introduced to her because I didn't go to college and get a normal education like most people and have my like women's studies class or anything was through the through around the way curls on the interwebs she and a group of panelists um were having a discussion and she called Beyonce a terrorist (laughs) and I was like who is this woman (laughs) and I'm talking about bell hooks she died last week at 69 years old she was an American author, professor, feminist, and social activist. I think in my personal um, interpretation of her work, she her, her ultimate topic that I think she was really always trying to uncover and articulate and explore was love. Mm-hmm. And often that love came through her um, protection and dissection of women and feminism and her what she observed and what she called forth from men in ways that they can change um, and the male-female dynamic. Um, and, of course, race and class. What what was her favorite line? Imperialist, patriot, the, the, oh, the capitalist... I have to look it up, but when she, the capitalist, imperialistic, patriarchal machine, whatever she would say, but basically she just summed up 
the terror of our existence in like three Often in the in my lectures, when I use the phrase imperialist, white supremacist, capitalist patriarchy to describe yeah. our nation's political system, audiences laugh. No one has ever explained why accurately naming this system is funny. The laughter itself is a weapon of patriarchal terrorism. She would go in. She you could just put that shit insert anywhere. I think I think that should be a t-shirt. Like, why hasn't anyone made that <laughs> a t-shirt? You know how people do like Audrey Lord, yeah, bell hooks. Period. Da-da-da-da-da. Somebody just needs to do like, I don't even know what you said. Imperialist. Imperialist. Period. White, Capitalistic. No, imperialist. White supremacist. White supremacist. Period. Capitalist. Patriarchy. Patriarchy. That's an idea. Um, rock that shit. But um, uh, yeah, my one of my favorite books by her. And I still have so much to read and uncover and discover. And that's just the gift and the legacy and just the magic that she spread is that we're all, it's always something that we're going to be uncovering, always something that we're going to be realizing through her words and through her generosity. Um, But my favorite is Sister of the Yam. And basically it's just a beautiful, beautiful book for black women covering all the different manifestations and the different um, issues that we deal with, whether it be overextending ourselves or trying to build community amongst each other or whatever. It's, it's really beautifully written and something like you could always turn back to as a daily guide. And shout out to the world of change that has changed mm-hmm. so many black men, so many men in general, um, so many folks that I know that read it and and at least they know what they can be accountable to in the ways that they uh, show up. But also All About Love is one of her. All About Love is. Books. I'm reading that now. All About Love to me doesn't slap the way the other ones do, but that's probably why I need to read it. Um, <laughs> is that, have you read that? I'm rereading oh, you got it, it right here, girl. Mm-hmm. All about our love, but she had a quote that everybody was sharing her stuff when she passed, and all of her quotes. And um, one quote kind of like hit me in reading it. Again, she's always going into the ethos of of relationships between, not necessarily just be- between partnered folks. I don't know if it's always between male and female. Um, it's not folks, but. Again, around love. And she she has this quote. Knowing how to be solitary is central to the art of loving. When we can be alone, we can be with others without using them as a means of escape. And this is, I'm going to go to another aside because I I forgot to mention this. Um, And so this, this is, they're not necessarily connected But someone, an Around the Way Curl listener, came in to the Christmas Village, and she came in, she was really sweet, and I was ringing her up, and she shyly connected with me and was like, oh, you know, I've been, I'm so happy I could come here. I've been listening to you guys, Around the Way Curls, for a really, really long time, and, um, you guys have helped me so much 
um, I recently got divorced last mm. year and basically was just like, you guys, you know, have helped me so much. And as she was speaking, as she had this moment of vulnerability, I could see her eyes kind of start welling. Like she was overcome with mm-hmm. emotion. I think it was both the tenderness that she, because I, I, I stopped and I was like, well, you know, how are you doing? And um, I could see she she was getting more emotional and she was just kind of like, all right, this is too much. I got to go. So she was like, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good. I take it day by day. And she got her stuff and she kind of like walked off. But I just wanted to acknowledge her. I wanted to, again, allow you and I to kind of just like sit in that vulnerability and what that means when what our vulnerability does for other folks. And I just want to thank her again for for being vulnerable um, with me in that really tender, probably hard, hard moment. So shout out to you. You know who you are. Um, I just wanted I just wanted to say, hey, girl, and thank you for coming, coming mm-hmm. through and supporting us in all the ways and allowing us to be in your life and your really tender spaces as well. Um, but anyway, back to that. For me, um, knowing how to be solitary is central to the art of loving is one thing. And then having... Knowing how to be alone so that when you are with people, you're not using them as a means of escape. And I sat with myself and tried to to kind of like touched around to see if that is one, if I know how to be alone yet. And two, my yearning to be with someone is that fueled by me trying to escape something. And I think it's it's a mix of yes and no for for both of the things. But I I guess because I I I have a kid, my idea of being alone is very different than maybe your uh, experience of being alone. Um, and there's there's a lot of things I want to talk about in this. Um, but do you think one that's true? Cause there's a lot of people that think that's not even a natural human thing to be alone and like, fuck this being alone thing. We are, we are meant to be in community and no one should, we're not meant to actually be alone. I think that both are true. Oddly enough. I think that it, we might be met for, or we might thrive, right, in one space of community, um, but you have to be able to be solid, I think, on your own in order to thrive in that space. I do think we're meant to be in community, but I also think that a lot of us come into that community looking for all the things that we feel are a void inside of us when we're not there. So you step into this space of community or partnership and you feel great. And then when you're outside of that, you feel terrible, right? And it's like, is that, are you really showing up in your best, as your best self if you aren't your best self? Or you don't even know what that is? Or And you're not always going to be your best self when you're alone, but 
Mm. Can you be content there? Can you function there? There's so many people that can't even function alone. They got to have somebody. And I think there's a real, there's a real danger um, and disservice to your, like in, in looking outside of yourselves to fill the, that void, whatever those little gaps are. Um, so I, I do, I, I am someone who is alone often, probably more than I'd like to be, but I, um, I understand that I understand that it's it's necessary sometimes for me to even be able to hear myself or know who I am. Um, I also know that I have sought company that I knew wasn't healthy or right or or any or even something that I really even even something that I really wanted just so I wouldn't be alone, and that's not. That's a disservice as well to you and the other person. So I don't know. I, I think it's a mixture of both. I think the intention is always the most important. Why do you want to share company with these people is or this person? Is it to really share or is it to take? Mm. Or give, right? Or like yeah. just give, give, give. It's also something to consider because there's plenty of married people. Like, like I think the idea of being with somebody all the time is just as is just as confusing than somebody that's by themselves. You know, like you still not this idea of being solitary doesn't necessarily have to be just like in terms of proximity to somebody, but just being able to be with yourself or hear yourself, as you said, because there's so many women or whoever, forgive me for just blanketing everybody, but there's so many folks that are like, have been married for 10 years, have kids, um, and may be thinking that, you know, I don't, I, I'm doing this love thing, but really haven't even begun to go deeper in themselves or 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 even practice being soli- solitary because they're coupled, right? Like they don't even have an opportunity to practice being solitary. No. How many times do do married couples seek marriage uh, couples counseling and never individual therapy for themselves? Mm. How yeah. many times does a I just had a conversation with a girlfriend who, you know, she wants to go to family counseling for her mm-hmm. son. And I'm like, are you going to go to counseling for yourself? Mm-hmm. And that's not even a thought. So I, I think even if you're not partnered, if you have a child, if you have this, I think people's, people, and she didn't say alone, knowing how to be solitary, mm-hmm. which is the same thing, but solid. What's the root, like, Solid is in that solitary, solid on you know, fully functioning as you. Central, yeah, essential to the art of grounded. Loving, it requires you to kind of like 
practice love in some way, mm-hmm. right? When you're by yourself, like I, I wonder for you now that you're in your new place, how how was your time with yourself different than when you were again, quote unquote, alone? But you had these roommates in your space. I imagine it's a different kind of relationship that you're building with yourself than you did. Yeah, I back think, at the house. Yeah, I think so. I think there's different like traditions and things that I'm trying to do in here and that I wasn't able to do. I I said on the last one, music, mm-hmm. like just playing music, not just, t- not the other day I had dishes in the sink and I was like, oh, I got to do those dishes. And then I realized like, no, you don't. And it was, it's wild to me. I, I, I still catch myself letting my food get cold after cooking because I'm washing the dishes and cleaning up the space all anxious because it needs to be mm-hmm. clean. Mm. And so I've I've been catching that um, and trying, you know, not to be a scuzz, scuzzy, but <laughs> and clean my space, but also to give myself some room. But there's so much more for me to discover here. There's so much more expansion oh, this, um, that needs to happen. So, um, Yeah. I'm I'm excited to figure out what that is. There's another quote from her, uh, and this just to add on to what you're talking about. Self-love is the foundation of our loving practice. Without it, our other efforts to love fail. Giving others love, we provide our inner being with the opportunity to, oh, excuse me, give, giving others love, we provide our inner being with the opportunity to have unconditional love we may have always longed to receive from someone else. Mm. To go back to what you were saying, I think when you're by yourself and you're not riddled with, because if you're not in a healthy relationship, not in, I won't say healthy, but if you're not in practice of being alone with yourself, then often when you're in relationship with somebody, and I can this this is my experience, especially, I'm constantly almost in performance mode. Or um, if things come up for me, whether it be anxiety, whether it be discomfort, whether it be anger even, I don't know how to interface with that person because I'm often, I'm not in practice with those things or I'm, I'm less in practice with those things with my own self. So like when you said, when anxiety comes up for you, and maybe it's something as simple as, as it is always as simple as the dishes, or for me, it's around time or whatever. If I'm just ignoring that, or if I'm not in actual practice, right, of being like, oh, I'm feeling anxious in this moment. Let me calm myself down. Let me think about the consequence of this anxiety. Let me figure out if it's even if it's rooted in any kind of truth um you it just creates a practice for yourself so that but you, when it comes up i'm like oh I, I can handle this so when the other person brings this shit in i'm not like what, taking yeah, yeah. extra on from them or you have to have spent time with yourself to even identify what it is to even identify those things mm-hmm. and that's coming up for me 
Yeah, that's coming up for me lately. It's coming up for me when my heart's when I'm feeling guilt or shame or you know. Because if if you if you don't know how to deal with those hard feelings yourself, when it, when someone else comes into the mix, child, it's just combustible. It's just. It's just. Uh, but she also said that self love is a it's a life long practice and journey. You don't just one day love yourself and then you love yourself forever. That doesn't well, work no. either. No. But it's a practice. Like it, it, mm-hmm. you have to like just like you said, even identifying some of the things um takes takes time to do. Yeah. It takes and so much maturing to do. And I, I, I think that that quote, to read it again, knowing how to be solitary is central to the art of loving. When we can be alone, we can be with others without using them as a means to escape. I, 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 don't, I, I read that as the pathway to community mm. and to partnership and to adjoining, mm-hmm. if you will. Like that's, that's the pathway right there of like, First it's me, and then I then it can be then I can let all this other stuff in, and then I once I reach all the depths within me, or as I'm reaching all the depths in, within me, right? I'm able to imagine what I can give to my relationships. Mm-hmm. Imagine what we can experience. Imagine the level of care and mm. insight mm. and honesty mm. and like all those things that I can provide now that I, I can show up because I actually see myself and hear myself mm-hmm. and feel myself. Mm-hmm. And don't feel necessarily a responsibility of even doing their work of doing that stuff as well. Like being able to separate yourself from them in some, in some ways. Yeah. It's always you first and the, you know, it's always you in the relationship you can only control you. You can you can support. You can love, but you yeah, they have to do this work too. I think for myself, so much of hmm, I think the dynamic of watching my parents growing up, which was very, I mean, they weren't arguing about money. You know, my parents were arguing about. Heavy shit, like soul shit, right? But it was so, it was so chaotic because neither one of them was doing the work by themselves. But then they would, they would clash and like have these really huge arguments about really heavy shit that should be handled really tenderly, probably. Mm -hmm. But seeing them do it with a lot of anger and resentment and, desperation in my mind I think I have um I've I've been assuming that that work of me getting to know myself is going to be with somebody else and if it's chaotic or if it's just kind of like by any means necessary and to an extent, that's true. But yeah, I feel I think like you get to know yourself even more of course, in partnership. Yeah. But I think so much of my me was was trying to like do a lot of that work that I can 
I'm responsible to do myself. Like I, I have to do myself and not, again, not this idea of, all right, now I'm ready. Now I can be with you. But dealing with anxiety, dealing with anger, fear, um, worry, all of whatever, all of these hard emotions, I was just like, all right, we're going to jump in and we're going to do this thing together. And like, I haven't done any work whatsoever, but you're going to, you have to like do it with me and it's going to be hard and messy and even, you know, you know, terrible, but like, this is do this work with me versus, um, starting with my, starting with myself first. There is some of that. I think, I think the work for all of us right now is to just know yourself, just know yourself so that, so that when you show up, you can see your shit. You can see what's yours. You can see what's not yours, and then together you can work that out. You can, you know what you need. You know what you can, what you don't need. You know how you fall short. You know how you show up. You know, like self awareness is half the battle in a in, when you're in any relationship, friendship, whatever. So, yeah. I, I see the other question you have written. Do you truly know how to be alone? I think that's the hardest thing. I think there's a lot of... I spend a lot of time just being alone and thinking like, well, I'm I'm fully functioning. I pay my rent. I can do this. I can do that. I can get this done. I, you know, I don't need anybody, so I should be ready. <laughs> but the the work isn't just in like, can I show up in this capitalistic patriarchal <laughs> yada 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 world right it's like when I go to bed do I rest mm-hmm. when I look in the mirror like what do I see do I know are you caring for your body are you caring when you're for by your... yourself yeah are you dealing with this you know just like you said the dishes are you like in it when you are alone are you in a state of panic rushing anxious sad slow you know is some, your mind racing something that i've tried right something that i've tried to do is that i realized that my my sister my brother my sister notices this and i'm sure my brother-in-law does too but i use their hbo account and so there's certain shows that i run back and they'll be like oh she went back to game of thrones oh she went back to the wire how many fucking times is she gonna watch it and i'm not even watching it it's that when I'm doing the dishes or I'm cleaning something or I'm in the tub, I have to have something on. And I can't face that silence wow. in the space. Wow. And I feel that I wasn't turning on music before because music is just basically feelings. It's all music is. Music is feelings that you can hear and 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 like it's just to me anyway. It's just all emotion. So you put on the office, you don't feel so alone. There's noise there. There are characters there that I know. There's storylines that I can predict. There's, it's comforting, but it's also a little, a bit of an escape. And sometimes it's okay to escape, but I'm not even watching new shows. I'm not even present enough to watch the new show. I'm just in the repeat of gotta have this thing playing. Because it's my well, pacifier. I think, I think now you know something, you know so much now. I think you know something that 
you done took a little bit of that uh, red pill by you even being stepping out of yourself to be like, oh, I'm doing this thing. When when you're doing it, you can't unsee it. So then you have choice to make. Mm-hmm. Am I going to keep doing it or what's it like if I turn this off? What's it like if I put on music instead? Yeah, if I read this book instead. If I read instead when I'm alone. Anyway, we can't go up to an hour, so we're cutting this off. Wait, we can't. Okay. <laughs> Wait, but you had two more questions. I feel like, do you find? Do I find I want to be with others to escape? I don't do that. I'm. I feel like I need to be with other people more. Actually, um, I need to be in community a little bit more, and less. I think my routine or my my busyness is similar to your TV shows. It keeps me it keeps me like I don't know. I, I don't just don't have other space to experience other things cuz it's like sometimes if I don't feel especially if I don't feel very a comfort with that person, it gives me anxiety to kick it with people. And my they're friends. Like it'll it'll make me be like Oh, no, I'll just stay home. I don't want to go do that. Are they friends? I don't do that. Are they friends? If you you have anxiety before you meet up with them? Yeah. Once I'm there, I settle in and I'm fine. But I my go-to would be like, oh, no, I'm I'm too busy. I'm too tired. I don't want to do the thing. Interesting. Um, yeah, so my schedule sometimes is, is a way that I that I will escape things and escape being in in community with people. Interesting. Crazy. And I think we, I think you just answered it, but in what ways are we learning to settle into ourselves more? I don't know. I think, I mean, I think in your space you are and and just... I, I don't think know if the, I am yet. I know. I think I'm seeing. I'm seeing my habits. Noticing. I'm first. noticing the yeah. habits, and I'm figuring out the whys. But I haven't mm-hmm. changed it up yet. I haven't. I haven't that's, actively that's, addressed it and been like, okay, we're going to try this now. That's you know. Half, that's but I'm. I'm there. seeing myself. I'm noticing myself definitely. Because once you see it, you cannot see it, girl. So that's a big, huge, powerful thing. I can ignore it though. <laughs> but you'll know it. The other part of you, like, look at you ignoring yourself. Stupid bitch. Like, Shut up. The office is on. <laughs> Yo. Um. Yeah. Oh, one thing that I'm working on that I that will help me settle is getting my room together. And um, I know it's a material thing, but I really want to do that. That'll help me just settle in in a way. Um that I don't feel in my own room for years. It makes a difference. I think you just treating yourself and knowing that you deserve nice things is its own thing. I'm not there yet with all that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) self-love. We are still figuring it out. (laughs) Yeah, happy. Well, do you have an affirmation maybe? Come on. Mm. It's been years, decades. 
since we've gotten an affirmation. And if you can't affirm us after a bell oh. hooks episode, baby. I don't know if I can. That's a lot of pressure. Um, I just... I don't I don't I don't know. I just hope that um I just hope that we like ourselves more. I don't know what else to say. Just like ourselves more. Touch ourselves more. Just spend quality time with ourselves. I don't I don't have any flagrant shit to say aside from aside from I'm sorry that's it but just kiss up and touch up and fill up on yourself for a while <sighs> to say in the terroristic <laughs> quote Beyonce, of Beyonce always <laughs> let's end way. the Bell Hicks episode, Bell Hooks Hooks, episode with Beyonce that's gonna be the song too Bell Hooks <laughs> Bell Hooks rest in peace we thank you for your work we thank you and God help us to learn to to love ourselves so we can love up on you a little bit more. Ashe, namaste, hey baby. <laughs>